Chapter Eight of A Short History of Russia by Lucy Cazalet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Violet Blue of Albertville. The Downfall of Novgorod and the End of the Tartar Supremacy. The princes of Moscow were always jealous of the wealth and importance of Novgorod and used every means in their power to weaken that flourishing city. At last, Ivan the Third, Dmitri Donskoy's great grandson, determined to conquer it. The rulers of Novgorod, realizing that they would not be able to withstand his power unless they sought help from their neighbors, wished to place themselves under the protection of Casimir the Fourth of Lithuania. But as Casimir was a Roman Catholic, many of the citizens felt it would be an act of treachery to the Russian Church. Then there arose two political parties in Novgorod the lithuanian and the muscovite and the quarrels between them finally weakened the power of the city the lithuanian faction carried the day and entered into an alliance with casimir on condition that he not interfere with their religion when ivan heard of this he at once declared war and marched on novgorod with an army reinforced by tartar levies the armies met on the banks of the river shalon and before the battle ivan ordered his men to shoot at the horses of the men of novgorod these animals which were quite unused to war took fright and stampeded causing a panic among the novgorod men who were mostly carpenters and other artisans quite untrained in the use of arms the tartars then fell upon them from the rear and the muscovites gained a complete victory ivan then besieged novgorod and forced the citizens to pay him fifteen and a half thousand roubles and break off their alliance with casimir he then returned to moscow but novgorod continued to be in the state of unrest caused by the quarrels of the rival parties the boyars too oppressed the commoners and the meetings of the veche often terminated in a free fight many of the men of novgorod unable to obtain justice in their own city brought their cases before Ivan, who thus made himself the champion of the commoners against the boyars. In 1478 Ivan again besieged Novgorod, and sent a herald into the town to say, Be it known to you that I intend to rule in Novgorod as I rule in Moscow. As no choice was left them, the citizens surrendered, and Ivan deposed the Vosadnik, or mayor, dissolved the Veche and took the bell which used to summon it back with him to moscow thus novgorod the great became merely a dependency of moscow during the fifth century the golden horde had gradually divided into three independent khanates viz the crimean the kazan and the golden horde the crimean khanate and the golden horde were continually at war with each other and ivan the third took advantage of this and refused to pay tribute khan akhmat of the golden horde sent envoys to collect it and as these were murdered in moscow he marched his army into russia and at the same time entered into an alliance with casimir the fourth of lithuania ivan met the tartars on the banks of the urga but was afraid to give battle and the two armies remained facing each other all through the summer and autumn when the winter began the tartars from want of winter clothing were forced to turn south and the akhmat was soon after murdered by one of his captains a few months later the golden horde was completely destroyed by mangli gurai the crimean khan and thus russia was freed from the yoke of the tartars in fourteen eighty ivan the third built many churches in moscow the most famous being the cathedral of the assumption 
where the coronations took place. He encouraged foreign architects, physicians, and artisans to come to Moscow and teach the natives. In 1472 he married Sophia Paleogus, niece of the last emperor of Byzantium, and he introduced a great deal of luxury and ceremonial into the Russian court life, which had until then been very simple. He died in 1505, leaving the throne to his son, Vasily III. End of chapter 8 Recording by Violet Blue of Albertville